You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Around podcast. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and I had to take a little time off because life has been a bit overwhelming. This has been a whirlwind of a year so far. I've been so blessed with my career that it's always been on the up and up, but this year has been times 10. I have been so incredibly busy. I've been traveling so much. I am just working 24-7, which again, I am so grateful for. And I owe a lot of this to you guys for supporting me with everything that I do, with all of my content across all of the platforms. I mean, you guys are rock stars with all the encouragement and love and support that I get all the time. And I think sometimes during this podcast and sometimes when I do the Q&As on Instagram, I tend to talk about the negative things in my life and I want to always be as open and transparent as possible. But I do want to take time to thank you guys for how much love and encouragement you constantly give me daily. I could go on any platform and I will get the most amazing messages from you guys. And that has really lifted me up, especially uh, the last couple weeks. I touched on this recently when I was in Tahoe and I had a bit of a security issue, which really freaked me out. And it actually increased with Um, other security threats. Um, Someone (laughs) threatened to send sperm to my house and my sister's house and to like come get me and I've been getting death threats and just a lot of harassment and it has increased a lot. I mean, I've dealt with this before and I know that this is something that comes with my job, which is so sad. It shouldn't, but it does. But I, ever since Maxim, and I think it's because that was such a mainstream hit for me, I've always been in golf and in sports, but that was the first time that I really crossed over and 
since then, it's been incredible. I mean, I'm getting so many opportunities, like I said, and I've been growing so much on all my platforms and getting a lot of new people who are following me. But what comes with that is, you know, the harassment, the stalkers and all the craziness. And I let it get to me a little bit, but I'm so grateful for the team that I have and we are doing everything possible. And I just want to let you trolls know that if you are just messing with me to mess with me, it's not cool. And we will take legal action because again, like I said, I have a badass team of people who are there to like help me and keep me safe. And I am so thankful for that. But had to take some time to kind of figure that out and prepare myself for these next steps in my career of continuing to grow. And I think there are times in my career, and I don't know if you guys have felt this too, where it is scary to do something outside of your comfort zone to try new things or to progress to that next step, that next level. And I think subconsciously, sometimes we hold ourselves back because we're scared of what's to come, the unknown. And I felt like sometimes in my career, I would tend to do that where I would make excuses and say no to doing certain things, or I was scared of reaching that next level because of all of the unknown situations that could come with getting more followers or more opportunities. And This year, I've really said yes to everything. I have pushed myself outside of my comfort zone. And there have been things that have been unexpected, but I have handled them. And it just truly shows you how strong and capable you really are. I think it's also being introspective to what you need to help you progress to that next level. So I felt that I was starting to take steps back with my own mental health and I wasn't prioritizing um, time for myself. So I've started therapy again, which has been really great. I've been prioritizing self-care. And again, I think that's something that we all need to make a priority for yourself to be the best version of yourself. And I felt like I was getting a little caught up in what people were saying about me online and things that were happening in my life and situations. And I started to become someone that wasn't the best version of myself. And at first I was a little disappointed in myself because I felt like I was failing and I was taking steps backwards. But this was actually a couple steps forward to recognize the fact that I did need to talk to someone and that I was going through so many different situations in my life that were more than I could handle, probably more than a lot of people could handle. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong or that you're a failure. It means that sometimes you just need a helpful hand to guide you in the right place. And that's what has been really helpful for me. So I don't want this whole podcast to be a therapy session, but I do think it's really important to talk about the ups and the downs and As we know on social media, it's just a highlight reel. And if you've looked at my last couple months, it's been a lot of amazing things that have happened to me from like the Maxim to Tahoe and these deals and, you know, all the towel stuff I've been doing with swag and all my partnerships. And, you you know, it's so easy to be like, wow, like she has it all and she's so happy and she's this and all of these things. And there's actually been a lot of things going behind the scenes. And so I think it's really important to show that you're human and that we're all going through this stuff. And also for me to remind you that self-care is really, really important to your progression and to just feeling your best and being the best version of yourself. So don't be afraid to reach out if you do need help or if you need to talk to someone. Um, It is just super, super helpful. So (laughs) enough with that. There's so many other things that we need to talk about that I've missed in the last couple weeks. So let's just get right into it. First off, 
we got to talk about <laughs> Liv. And I don't know about you guys, but I have sort of been tired of seeing the Liv commentary on social media, especially Twitter. And whether you like it or not, Liv has been in the news and for controversial reasons and always, you know, stirring the pot a little bit. But they're giving us something to talk about. And when you see people on social media, it's very clear what their agenda is. You can tell the people who are for Liv and they're trying to get Liv sponsorships or work with Liv. And it's all pro Liv, pro, pro, pro. And to me, it seems a little disingenuous, especially when you see people saying, not sponsored, I love Liv. And then the next week or next couple weeks, they're working with Liv. And it's like, ah, oh, well... <laughs> That probably was sponsored. And I think that that taints influencers in a very negative light. And I don't like that. I think you do need to be transparent and when it is a sponsorship and with everything that's going on. Most of the companies that I work with, you guys know I'm working with them. Um, but I take a lot of pride in making sure that it's a company that I really love and I would use their products and I want to work with. I never choose to work with a company just for the money. And I feel like I've actually lost out on a lot of opportunities because of that reason. But that's something I really pride myself on. And it bothers me when other influencers just don't give a shit about that. And they're just like promoting things left and right. And especially especially when they're saying something isn't sponsored when it is, when you clearly know what their agenda is. And it goes on the other side too, when the guys are very anti-live and for the PGA Tour, it's like, well, they're just trying to get on the PGA Tour's good side. And I'm trying to talk about this as objectively as possible and unbiased. I have no dog in the fight. I really don't. And I'm independent. I love being independent. And there are pros and cons to both sides. On the political side of Liv, I don't feel comfortable talking about it because frankly, I don't know enough about it. And this is why I've always stayed out of political commentary through all of my social media platforms. And I get some hate for this because there are certain things that happen and people are like, well, you should talk about it. You know, you have this platform, you should use it. And I think it's actually irresponsible for influencers to talk about certain issues or topics that they just have an opinion on. And they're swaying a lot of people with no facts, no data, uh, no information on what is actually going on. And so that is why I stay away from any political commentary because I don't do that. I try to listen to the experts when it comes to certain things and I will base an opinion off of that. But I know that I cannot confidently debate anyone on the politics surrounding Liv or the PGA Tour or any of that. And so when I talk about these things, I'm kind of disregarding that because I don't want to give anyone false information or say something that I just don't know. And I think that it's the smart move to recognize the fact that you don't know enough about a certain topic and to not spread false information or to try to get people on your side when you don't really know what you're talking about. So that is why when it comes to live, I've never talked about that side of it because again, I'm still learning and trying to know as much as I possibly can because I don't want to misspeak on anything. And I think that more people should Take that approach and be more open-minded and willing to learn and not always just blurt out the first thing that comes to your mind and think that your opinion is right and no one else is right. And I really don't like that. But when we look at it objectively, 
There's a lot of things that Liv is doing that I've actually really liked. I like the team event. I like the fact that they're doing things that are a bit different. I almost like the shotgun start. And I know that that's different and untraditional, but I think to progress forward, you need to do things that are a little bit different. And like I said, I don't have a dog in the fight and I'm not team PGA Tour. I'm not team Live. I'm team golf. And I just want golf to be in a really great place. And honestly, right now it's really scary having the unknown of what professional competitive golf is going to be like in a year, five years, 10 years. I just don't know. And I just want the game to progress. And we've been throwing around the term growing the game of golf, but how do you actually do that? And I hope that Live and PGA Tour can come together and the PGA Tour can adapt some of the really cool, fun things that Live is doing into their weekly tournaments because we all get excited over majors, right? We look forward to the Masters. I mean, the buildup for the Masters is incredible. We love the US Open. We love the P... Well, eh. we're starting... <laughs> the PGA is hit or miss. I think that the PGA could be better. It's not one of my favorite... Out of the four majors, it's fourth on the list for me. But then we have the Open, which, you know, also is something that everyone looks forward to. But when you have these off weeks, the Wyndham Championship is coming up. It's like, how do you get people excited? And right now people are watching the PGA Tour and they're watching Live because there's kind of this competition right now. And all in all, I do think that's good for golf. But it's like if the PGA Tour maybe did live streaming on YouTube and worked with some influencers the same way that, you know, Liv is doing or if, you know, Liv can start to work with the PGA Tour so it's not as separate and losing a lot of really great players, then, you know, I think that's good for golf. And so I look at this as what's good for golf, what is going to maintain this tradition of having certain amount of tournaments. I I like certain aspects of what the PGA Tour does. I'm liking certain aspects of what Liv does. And I don't think that saying that you like certain aspects of what they're doing is bad. I think it's recognizing that the Liv Tour has a lot of momentum right now. A lot of players are jumping over and I just want golf to be in a good place. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We also have Henrik Stenson, who has joined Liv and decided to not be a Ryder Cup captain, uh, which was a bit disappointing for me because I would love Henrik Stenson to be a Ryder Cup captain. I have had always really great interactions with him. He seems like a really great person, and that seems like such an honor and something that you want on your resume and something that you would be so proud to be a Ryder Cup captain. And it is a bit surprising that he gave it up, but when you have a check for as large as they are in front of you, it does make you think. And, you know, it's been interesting that, you know, Patrick Reed, he said, you know, I wanted to play less and I wanted to spend more time with my family, but now they have a month off and he's going to Asia to play. And so again, I think my frustration with all of this is that there's just this lack of transparency, which I just don't like from the whole side. Be honest about why you want to do it. And I think that would actually open up a better discussion for the PGA Tour and live to work together to make this something that is really great for the game of golf. I mean, that's that's what everyone keeps saying. Like, let's grow the game of golf. Let's grow the game of golf. Okay, well, let's work together to actually make that happen because if it keeps going the way that it is now, that's a really scary proposition for golf. And I mean, 
I love the game too much for it to just completely blow up. And who knows, they probably that would probably wouldn't happen, but I always think worst case scenario. <laughs> and uh, that, again, is just really scary. And you have someone like David Faraday jumping over, they were courting Charles Barkley. He finally said that he is not going to commentate for Liv and he's going to stay at TNT. But that would have been a really great get for them too. And so you're starting to see it grow and progress and... I'll be the first one to say I was dead wrong about this. I thought that after the whole Phil Mickelson fiasco that it was just going to die away and it was not going to be what it is today. And so you're getting to the point where, you know, they're going to have to they're going to have to figure it out because <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. But all I know is that um, I will be okay because I make golf towels, <laughs> amazing golf towels, and I can create really awesome content. So uh, win-win for me. But uh, speaking of that, I just shot the most epic golf towel of all time. And I'm so excited for you guys to see it. I think you guys are going to freak out. I know you love the golf towels, but this one, the one I just shot, was better than the original Masters towel. You know the one with the green jacket? Yeah, this one is going to be better than that one, and I cannot wait for you guys to see it. I have so much fun working with my team to create these really fun towels, golf towels for you guys, and I was so nervous to do it in the beginning because I was like, who's gonna buy a towel with my face on it? And I still feel that way. No joke, I do feel that way, but to see you guys so excited about it, and I always get so many questions about the golf towels, and this one, this one's going to be the best one ever, and it was so much fun to shoot, um, and people always say, like, oh, I bet your parents are so disgusted in the fact that you do this. My mom was out there on the shoot helping, so... <laughs> She was proud and they're proud of me and we have fun with this and we know that this is just a job for me. Like I said, when I am doing social media, it's like a character that I play and it's so much fun to lean into that and have fun with it. For most of my career, I took myself way too seriously and I wanted to be taken seriously. And then I finally realized that, well, no one's gonna take me serious anyway. So might as well have some fun with it. And that is when my career really started to take off is when I started to be authentic to who I am and to really not care what other people think. And that is very difficult, as you guys know, but it's been really fun to have like just be silly with the stuff and cheeky and just make it so camp. And it's just become this big bit. And I think you guys are all in on it, which makes it even better when people are following me for the first time and they don't understand what I'm doing or the jokes or the fact that I'm just trolling myself. My entire Twitter is a troll of myself. And I think you guys get it and you guys love it and you're in on the joke and that's what makes it even cooler. We're like this little community. And I said this earlier in the episode, but I just can't thank you guys enough. I'm very appreciative that we can have fun together and create some really different, cool, interesting things. And I think that's what golf needs. And I think that's something that, you know, for better or for worse, like I said with Liv, they are doing some things that are really different and pushing boundaries. And I think getting new people into the game of golf. And that's something that I really stand for. So I'm hoping that the PGA Tour and Liv can work together to make golf a really fun, cool place and to make it this global game. Something interesting that Brooks Kepka said was that 
they're getting paid now like other professional athletes. And it's like, well, if you look at other sports, you have football, basketball, um, baseball, hockey. There's just more eyes on those sports than on golf, especially basketball and football. It's a real global game. And you look at the top players and their Instagram accounts, they have 20 million, 40 million, 50 million followers. And then you look at the top followed person in golf, and that's me. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be the most followed person in golf. Like, it just is what it is. And so I think these guys who are complaining about money also have to do more to, like, get out there and do more. You, you see LeBron James being so active on social media. And now you look at some of these guys who were active on social media when the PIP program was going on for the PGA Tour. And now that they sign these big checks with Liv, they're not active at all. And it's like, what happened? And it just shows you that they just don't care now that they made the money. And that's not growing the game of golf. And if you guys wanna continue to get paid this much, it's like, you gotta take those extra steps to connect with more people. And I have time to do it, because this is my job. But imagine how great it would be if, if you actually had Tiger Woods interacting or Brooks Kepka and you had uh, Rory and, and JT does a really good job. I would say he's the best one. And, and Max Home is another really great example, but they're the ones who are interacting and doing it themselves. And that is so vital for the growth of the game and utilizing social media in a way to reach new audiences. And so if they really are this serious about growing the game of golf, then they need to continue to be active. They need to continue to take these steps forward. And again, that goes back to like the lack of transparency when they're like, we just want to grow the game. We want to do all this stuff. It's like, no, you, you got the check. You're playing your whatever 10 events and you're not even posting on social media anymore. You're not trying to connect with people. And it's like, that's okay. Like a lot of people would probably do the same thing, but it goes against what you're saying of growing the game and wanting to be treated like other athletes and other sports who do take the time to do that. And I mean, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is a great example. Look how active he is on social media. And I originally wasn't a fan of Tom Brady for multiple reasons, mostly because I, every guy from Boston I dated um, royally screwed me over. And so I was like, I just hate all like Boston sports. And I've said this before. Um, so that's why I didn't like Tom Brady. But it's hard to not like him when you look at his social media and how smart the campaigns with his brands that he works with are when it comes to, again, social media and utilizing the platforms. I just wish that golfers would do more to actually grow the game. And I think that when the Netflix special comes out, which, I mean, what a fucking year to do it. <laughs> Seriously, got so incredibly lucky because this has been a wild year in golf so far. And to have cameras covering all of this with all of these players, it's going to be absolutely electric. And I can't wait for that. And I think that will be a real step in the right direction to growing the game of golf on a more global stage and bringing more people in because that's why I became a fan of F1 was through watching the Netflix show. And so bringing more people in, I think that's really important. So that's really great. Again, I think streaming on more platforms would be something that would be incredible. Um, utilizing more influencers, um, having the players be more active on social media. These are all very small steps that the organizations, both of them can take to grow and to be better. And I hope that um, that is what happens.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Restrictions apply. So moving on, I haven't done any TNA in seriously the longest time. So I put up a little question box on the Playing Around Instagram account and you guys wrote in some of your questions for me. So I'm going to go through them and answer them. Normally I prepare them before and I want this one to be a little bit more spontaneous. So I'm just going to read them as they're popping up on my phone and we'll go from there. The first one is planning on playing any more competitive golf. Absolutely not. So I realized that I'm not bred to play professional golf. I have the physical skills and the ability to be able to play. And I I truly believe that. And anyone who has coached me will also tell you the same. I have the work ethic to be able to play at that level. But mentally, I don't have it. I really don't have it. And this became evident when I played in Tahoe. So I hadn't played a competitive round of golf in five years and I was fine. Like I was enjoying golf and preparing for Tahoe. I got back in that mindset. I have like PTSD when it comes to competitive golf and I was having breakdowns. Um, you know, even at the tournament, I, uh, it was really, really hard for me to kind of break through. And that was 
one of those moments where I said that I want to push myself and challenge myself. And I'm so glad that I played and it was an amazing opportunity and experience for me to push myself and to get through that. And I feel like now that I did that, anytime I play and a fun um, event like that, where it's, it's competitive, but it's not like true competitive golf, that I can enjoy myself and that I've transitioned into this new part of my life and my career where I'm no longer Paige the professional golfer, which I was for the first couple years. Then a couple years after that, I was kind of fighting that because I didn't want to be known as a professional golfer anymore. And now um, in this part of my career, I'm definitely a social media influencer and content creator. I don't identify as a professional golfer and I have no desire as of now to get back into competition. I love what I do. I am more suited to do social media and all of the aspects that held me back in professional golf actually make me really great at what I do now. So it's a much better fit for me. And I finally have come to realize that and gone over the fact that I failed at professional golf and changing that narrative to no, you didn't fail. You tried, it didn't work out for you. And now you found a career path that fits your personality and your lifestyle and makes you much happier. And so to me, that's, that's a success. And I am trying to be more positive these days. (laughs) What is your favorite cereal to eat? Man, I love cereal. I love me some cereal. I love Honey Nut Cheerios. I know it's like no free ads, but I mean, I just got a name drop here. Honey Nut Cheerios are really good. Raisin Bran Crunch. People sleep on Raisin Bran Crunch, but it is elite. Oh my gosh. Fruity Pebbles is really good. Frosted Flakes. Honey Bunches of Oats. Oof. Frosted Mini Wheats is another one that people don't normally go for, but it hits every single time. I could eat cereal every single day, every day and never get sick of it. The next one is safe shot or hero shot. No one remembers the safe punch out. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> if you want to shoot lower scores, don't be a hero. Play safe. You see a lot of times when someone goes for a shot that they have never practiced before, there's like a small little sliver between the trees and they're trying to hit this Phil Mickelson type wrap around shot and you just don't have in the bag. And so you compound your problems. And if you chipped out, you could potentially save par, make bogey. And if you go for the hero shot, you're looking at a triple or worse. So always play the safe shot. I know it's not the cool shot, but if you haven't practiced it, you haven't pulled it off before, don't try to pull it off for the first time when you're playing. So my advice is if you like to hit those shots and you want to hit more hero shots on the driving range, work on hitting it high, low, left, right, low, left, low, right, high, left, high, right, all of these different shots. And so when you are in that situation where you need to pull it off, you can. I was in Tahoe, number 18 is a shorter par five and I pushed my drive right into the trees. I had a small little opening and I had to hit this low little cutty shot and there were a ton of people around, but I knew that I could pull that shot off because one, I've practiced it and two, I have been in the trees plenty of times in my career and so I have had that shot before, but if I felt even a little bit uncomfortable, I would have just chipped out. So it just goes to show you that if you can pull it off, do it, have confidence in it. But if you have even a sliver of doubt, like 1% doubt, don't do it because you're going to look up, you're going to bail on it. And then that's when you're going to compound your problem. So course management is 
so underrated when it comes to lowering your score, but you can shave off five to seven shots just by thinking your way around the golf course. You don't need to fire at pins. You can go to the center of green every single time, lay up when you need to, lay up off the tee if you need to. It might... (laughs) You might feel like a pussy, but like when you're winning and beating your friends and winning all of their money, you're not going to feel like a pussy anymore. So again, play safe. (laughs) Someone said smoke weed. So funny enough, I have never done drugs in my entire life. Um, I took a drug class with my mom when I was homeschooled in high school and she scared the living shit out of me. And so ever since then, I have never touched drugs. And I also feel like I have enough issues and I have a highly addictive personality. And so I don't even want to venture into that because I just don't feel like it's something that would be a positive influence on my life. And I don't see any benefits from it. I remember in college, I went to a party and they had like special brownies and normal brownies. And I almost ate like the special brownies because I didn't know because I was a homeschooled weirdo and no one taught me those things. (laughs) And then I remember I was at a party once and people were like, oh, you want to go skiing? And I was like, oh, sorry. Like I've never been skiing before. And they're like, what? Yeah, so that uh, that's my life. <laughs> I always tell these stories and I'm like, I wasn't sheltered. And I'm like, yeah, I was a bit sheltered. So it's the lowest score this year. I haven't shot that low in a while. The lowest I've shot recently was a 68. But yeah, I, I really haven't shot that low, which goes to show you it's like you need to practice your short game and your putting, which I never do anymore. I just go out and play. And um, it you need to practice those to shoot lower. Someone asked, was Miles Teller a good golfer? What's your biggest strength in golf? So I played with Miles Teller in Tahoe. He, one, is like the nicest, coolest person ever. And his wife is even sweeter. Like she was amazing. They're just such a power couple. But he drives the ball really far. And so when he catches it, it flies. He's just a little inconsistent. But all in all, his game is actually pretty solid. He just doesn't have the time, of course, because he's a, you know, movie superstar. (laughs) But he could be really good. Like his swing mechanics are really good. Same with Nick Jonas. He also hits it really far. He just made some poor course management mistakes. Same with Miles, just going for shots that weren't smart. And so it goes back to what I just said recently. And if they both did that, they could have easily shaved off five shots per round um, just by making smart decisions. But yeah, super cool. And then someone said, what's your biggest strength in golf? I would say my ability to scramble. I've always had the yips off the tee, most my full swing, even irons. Like I just don't always hit it that well under pressure. And so I've always been able to scramble. And it came back a little bit in Tahoe where I was like missing fairways, missing greens. And I really had to like fight for it. And come the final round with the first two days where I was grinding so hard, I forgot how mentally taxing golf really is. And so the final round, I was gassed. Like I was so tired and I shot so bad on that front nine because I just couldn't focus. I couldn't think through my shots. I was just so exhausted. And so when you see these guys play majors, when the golf is so hard and they're constantly grinding, it's so taxing and you don't realize how hard it actually is. Someone asked, what's your gym sessions look like? 
So I love to walk. That is one thing that really helps me clear my mind. I love to walk Nico and uh, put music in and I will do that once or twice a day, take a, a 45 minute to an hour walk. It really is something that I love to do. And then I'll do band work, I'll lift, I will do hit sessions. I really try to mix it up as much as possible to keep it interesting and to always make it really fun. I work out about six, seven days a week. Not very long, but um, I always try to get something, a little little something in because it does help with just my mental state. I always feel better when I do workout. Next question is, how are you finding shot scope? I really love my shot scope. I feel that it really helps me prepare for Tahoe because I had to kind of squeeze a lot of my practice into a short amount of time because I was traveling so much. So I really didn't get to practice as much as I wanted. But using the shot scope data, so it's a rangefinder, but it also has this, um, You, they have both. So they have a rangefinder and then they have a watch that tracks all of your data, but they have actually combined it into one. So that's what I use. It's the rangefinder and then they have the um, the piece that you can put on the rangefinder to track all of your data. And so I noticed where I was losing a lot of my shots with coming from like iron play and so that's why my short game wasn't as great because I wasn't getting as many up and downs because I was giving myself so many up and downs because I was missing so many greens and so you really start to like target in what you need to work on and everyone hates working on things that they're not good at but that's how you get better and so the shot scope data and having it all there for you is vital to improving so I highly recommend getting it because one it's important to get your yardages the exact yardages that's how you're going to improve but also to get all the data it really really helps you um, get better. Were you popular in high school? So I was homeschooled so yeah, I was super popular. I was voted most likely to succeed, um, best smile, best dressed. Um, granted, my mom voted because she was my teacher and it was the two of us. But yeah, I had a really great high school <laughs> experience. Very popular. In college, after high school, it was the first time I'd been back with kids my own age since fourth, no, fifth grade. And I was not popular at all very much not popular. Um, I was bullied a lot. I I felt like I was like the annoying friend that was always around and they didn't know how to get rid of me. <laughs> and that's how I felt. I don't know if that's the truth or not, but I was not popular. I've never really been popular. I've been friends with popular people and I kind of just stick with them. I think it's because I gravitate towards really dominant, confident uh, social butterflies because I am actually naturally very shy and introverted. And so people who tend to be very outgoing like me because they can talk about all their problems and I will just sit there and listen. And I'm a really great sidekick. But no, I've never really felt like I was popular. And even now with what I do, you would think that I would feel like I'm popular because I have, you know, all of these followers and um, it's just even within the golf industry, it's very clicky and I don't have many female friends or male friends to be frank. I have a very small circle and I'm not popular in the golf industry either. Um, I think it's again because I just tend to be a bit introverted and I don't put myself out there. But um, yeah, I've never really been popular. Tips for scoring lower, stuck in the 75, 77 range, and seem to self-destruct. 
At that point, it comes down to course management and short game. If you have a great short game, it can really save you, but you have to really think your way around the golf course. I've already talked about that earlier. If you want more information on how to actually think your way around the golf course, you can visit my YouTube channel. I go over a ton of course strategy and how to lower scores and a lot of really great practice tips to improve when you don't have a lot of time. So I think that'd be more beneficial. So head over to my YouTube channel. It's just under my name, Paige Sporanek. <laughs> Someone said, um, stay away from stalkers. You want followers showing your breasts, then they stalk you. So I don't feel that the content that I create should and do more followers. And I don't feel that I should cover up for that reason. I think that men should be able to control themselves and I'm going to continue to post the content that I do. And like I said, I have a great security team around me. So um, hopefully all of this stuff will be over, but content will never change. I like what I post. With all the momentum you have going, how do you process it all and what is next? So like I said, after being named the sexiest woman alive, I seriously, I, I can't, not laugh when I say that because it's just so crazy that this has happened to me and this is my life. And it's still just shocking. Um, There's been a lot more momentum. Like I said, new followers, new people, new opportunities. And at first it was a little hard to process because I started going places for the first time ever and getting recognized. And that would happen on the golf course and sometime at airports. But I really felt like I was going places and like people were taking pictures of me. I know, crazy, right? And it was just a very like out of body weird experience. And honestly, I had a little bit of a breakdown when it happened because I felt like one thing I really love about my life is that I get to do this, but I have this anonymous lifestyle away from it. And so I'm really able to separate it. And my work and my personal life really started to become one. And I felt like I couldn't escape it. And so that's where the self-care and going to therapy again really helped me to process it all and what happened and what's going to happen next. I think that I want to create the next five, 10, 20 years down the road. I know that I can't do what I'm doing now forever and nor do I want to. So it's progressing and trying to evolve and think of new opportunities and new businesses that I either want to invest in or to start myself and to continue to grow outside of just social media. And I think that's what a lot of influencers don't do. They're so dependent on social media and I don't want to. I want to have different avenues outside of social media where I can make money and also try new things and to grow and to have basically, I like to think about it like a tree. So my base is social media and I know that that's where this all started and I will always be really grounded here. But there's all these different branches of my career and where I want to go with it. And so it is a little hard when people ask me like, where do you want to be in five years? Because I don't know how social media is going to evolve and change and where it is going to be in five years. But I want to have sustainable business options outside of social media so I can continue to do what I love and to also be financially independent for a very long time. Next question is, I get two to three follow requests from scammers pretending to be you. Piss you off? Yeah, it's really difficult when this happens because I will continue to post and tell people that it's not me. It is just this, it's, you know, scammers, fake accounts. I only have, you know, one account, look for the blue check mark. And a lot of people obviously understand that and they get it, but there is more than you would think. (laughs) 
that don't understand it and they then believe that we are in a, a, a relationship and they're giving me all this money and then they get mad because I'm scamming them and then they want to come find me because they're pissed and it's like really, really scary. And so it sucks that these people continue to do this because it does put me in danger and it's is it just like it sucks like it's annoying because I keep telling people that it's not and there's like nothing I can do about it so again if you don't see the blue check mark it's not me next question is how do you prioritize everything that you do so work is my number one priority and it has been for a while I'm really trying to also prioritize relationships, family, and friends. I feel that I have always pushed those to the side. And I recently, again, this goes back to the beginning of the podcast. I felt like I was becoming a bit selfish as a friend and I wasn't being the best version of myself. I really value the people in my life and I wasn't fully showing them that by reaching out and doing a good job communicating and prioritizing them. And so that is something that I've been working on the last couple weeks that I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better daughter, sister, um, all of the above. Like I, I really just want to do everything I can to not be selfish. I think being in the business that I am, it tends to put your focus on me, 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 me. And you become so self-absorbed and obsessed with yourself because you have to be. And you prioritize yourself and what you're doing. And then before you know it, you're spending hours talking about yourself and your problems and what's going on. And you forget that you're a real person. And there are other people in your life who also have problems and who also need your help. And you need to take a step back and disconnect yourself from what you're doing. And so that's something that I've really tried to work on and to not be so selfish when it comes to my friendships, especially. And, you know, they're not there for you to vent only. Like it's a two-way street. It needs to be 50-50. And there are times when it's not 50-50, but you need to pay them back for all the times that it was, you know, favorable towards you. And so that is something that I'm really working on. And I think that when I do that, it does help my mental health a lot because it's not healthy to always talk about yourself and to have that attitude of me, 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 me. So um, I'm really doing a better job of disconnecting from my phone and taking time off when I need it and also prioritizing the people that I love the most in my life. The last question is, is it worth it to club fit even if you aren't very good and the swing is not consistent? So I'm a big advocate for getting your clubs fit. I think that it's important to find a somewhat consistent swing. You don't have to be shooting in the 80s or 70s or even the 90s. Even if you are trying to break 100 for the first time, having equipment that fits you is really important. Um, But just know that it is an investment. And I love Club Champion because they understand that it is an investment. And so once you get fit, you can go back and they can fix your loft and your lies and make small changes on your club. So even if you do get a little better, if your swing changes just slightly, it's small little tweaks that you can still use the same clubs and they will fit your new swing. So 
I think that it is completely worth it. And honestly, you're probably gonna save more money too because I see a lot of people, they'll go and buy a driver off the rack and it doesn't quite work for them. And then a new driver comes out. So then they get that one, doesn't quite work for them. And then a new driver comes out, they try it, doesn't work for them because they're not actually getting fit. And they're not going through the process of finding the right equipment that fits you perfectly. And so when you have confidence that your clubs are great, you can improve a lot better. Also, sometimes if you have clubs that don't fit you, you start to manipulate your swing to fit the club instead of having the club fit your swing. And so you could be having these big misses and your swing is actually in good shape, but it's the club that's making it go really right because the shaft is too stiff or if it's too whippy, then you're having to manipulate your hands to the ball and you're actually creating bad habits. So if you have clubs that fit you, you're going to improve a lot faster and you're going to be really confident that you know that your equipment is working for you and you're not gonna be spending so much time trying to fix something that is actually coming from your clubs and not from your swing. So I recommend going to get fit. You can go to club champion. They have so many locations around and, um, go in, mention my name page, and they'll give you a discount on your club fitting. So go in and do that. I love working with them. They're really the best in the business. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I know I haven't done any TNA for a while, but I know you guys really enjoy these episodes. So I'm trying to include TNA on every single episode moving forward. That is my goal. So if you want to ask me any more questions, you can send them over to the Playing Around Instagram account, or you can email us at pariheartradio.com. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys have a great rest of your week and you can catch me here next time. Bye. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.